Okay. Sabaho, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. We are live and we are back in the studio. So Android Bay is back in the studio. Oh, my cell phone. Uh, we're back. We're back here in LA. We came back um, after the last show. And I, as I mentioned to you guys, we were getting ready to go home. And, and of course, you know, that was the end of CES 2022 for me. Um, hope you guys are able to hear me well. Um, let me know if the audio and the video look good. I am back in my own environment. I finally fixed the monitor, uh, or at least I, I replaced the monitor that's above uh, right there in the back that I usually have. Um, hey, Finn Jacobs in the chat. Hey, Ch Timmy's in there as well. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it is January 15th, the middle of January 2022. We are already two weeks in. CES 2022 is behind us. And now we obviously have uh, some more rumors, some new announcements, some new, uh, new things to be excited for. First and foremost, as you probably already know, the beginning of this week, I dropped a couple of videos, but the main one I dropped was on the Xperia 5 Mark III. This device I've been playing with for the last few weeks, and I've been dying to share with you guys my experiences. And I was able to culminate that in a little video that I put together on Monday. Uh, actually, I think I'm more like on Tuesday, sorry, on the 11th. Uh, the main thing, though, I wanted to share with you guys overall is I want to talk a little bit more about the placement, the timing, and where this device makes sense. Uh, the other phone that I'm also happy, happy, happy to be able to actually uh, only have for about 24 hours or so. I'm borrowing this from a friend, and this is the Galaxy S21 FE, um, a device that was released or at least announced during CES uh, by Samsung at the same time as the Freestyle, and of course available now to be picked up. Um, and depending where you're able to get it, you're able to pick it up for either for $599 or $699. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, the main thing, everything. Thank you very much, Finn. Appreciate that. Uh, the, the other thing that I also wanted to talk about is if you are a Pixel owner or if you own a Pixel 6 or 6 Pro, you probably already started to see the notification on your phone saying that the January security patch update is coming in. And the main benefit here is that this is uh, the solution for everybody that have been waiting for the November fingerprint sensor update. The December security patch update that was also supposed to improve performance on the uh, on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. And of course, adding on of the January 5th security patch update for Pixel devices. So the last couple of months, we've been having a little bit of a, I would say probably a hiccup or a little bit of a mix up with the, I guess, the updates that have been pushing out. And uh, some people received it. Some people did not receive the December update. I personally sideloaded the update to my device and I did not have any problems. There was initially a few hiccups, but I think after a couple of reboots, uh, the phone was actually working fine and I took it with me to CES and I've been using it and overall there's really isn't that much of an issue with this device other than the fact that it didn't actually get it naturally or I didn't get the December update by itself. Uh, the December update did have some issues according to what uh, what was reported essentially that Google did not feel that it was comfortable releasing this update in the US. It did release it in other markets uh, and then by the time they realized there were some issues they pulled the update and now they folded that into uh, the security update. So if you haven't updated your device and you don't have the December update, your update is probably going to be somewhere around the 700 or so megabytes. Mine was more around the 200 since it was only really going from December to January, and I didn't actually sideload the original update. Um, one thing to mention, though, that if you did pick up the Pixel Stand uh, 2 and you did not have the December update, you weren't able to control the Pixel Stand uh, using the system uh, settings in there. So part of that update was also the functionality of the Pixel Stand. So some people bought it and weren't able to use it, but you should be able to do it now and you'll be back up and running. Um, Sabah, everybody, Chemi, uh, <laughs> uh, I think that the particular Samsung device was kind of a disappointment for those in the Pixel, uh, for those with Pixels, and also because uh, in the shadow of the presentation of the new S22, which should be happening in literally a few weeks, uh, rumors are indicating that S22, if, if typical again with, Sony, with Samsung, 
um, that's going to be announced in this, uh, in February, so sometime probably in the beginning of February, and then the phone will come out later in February. Um, I don't really see see the S21 FE doing a lot a lot of success compared to what we get with the S22. So anybody that's looking for the best of experience with Samsung, I think, are not really looking at the S21 uh, FE. They're really focusing more on what's going to be coming up from them in another couple of weeks or so. Now. That may sway people out, but then, of course, pricing and availability are also going to be able to play a big part of that. Um, I'll say this. I think the S21 FE should have been released in December, in early December, right after Thanksgiving or even before Thanksgiving. I feel like that's where it should have been released because that's when the S20 FE was released the year before and they performed much better because you were able to get the best experience of the S21 or the S20 at the time um, and still have that whole holiday, you know, of Christmas and people wanting to buy devices and so on. Um, having it released right after, it makes it a little bit of a tougher uh, device to look at. Now that we have Pixel 6 at 599, we have Pixel 6 Pro at 899, and having it sit at 699 as a device that's releasing at the uh, beginning of 2022, it's a little bit harder, but I do want to talk about it and I do want to see is what are some of the things that you can look into, and if you are looking for a Samsung, is this something you should consider? Um, I see that uh, Grounded Tech, Dan, hey, good evening. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> just, just heading out for food. Uh, hope you're well, TK. Thank you very much. Grounded Tech, always, always uh, hanging out with us. I appreciate that, man. Enjoy. Hope you get some really good grub. Uh, of course, Steve DeRoche, hope, good morning. Bonjour, mon ami. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Steve. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Russ, thank you very, for hanging out with us as well, as usual. TK, what are your thoughts on, uh, or expectations of the S22 series? The Ultra has almost the same sensors. So the S22 Ultra or the S22 series is going to be an incremental update. There's no, I don't think this is going to be a, the year where massive surprises are going to be coming up. The S22 and the S22 Plus is going to be an incremental update to what we saw last year. I don't think they're going to be removing many features. They're probably going to change a little bit in the, in the uh, maybe, I guess, leveraging the eight, uh, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1's capabilities and jump, jumping in with some of those maybe new features on the software. Hardware-wise, I'm not really seeing a lot of things, at least so far, that are going to be like, oh my God, this is going to be the best thing since, you know, sliced bread. The S22 Ultra, though, I will say this. Samsung is building on a couple of things. They have all of the Note users that didn't get a Note at the end of uh, 2021 that have been basically clamming. Let's have somebody that bought a Note two years ago, like the Note 10, uh, and they're ready to upgrade. But they have no Note in uh, in this year. And S21 Ultra, although had an S Pen, is not really an S Pen. It's not really, you know what I mean? It's not really a Note substitute. So my expectation for the S22 Ultra is that they're going to have better sales than they saw with the S21 Ultra. And it's purely for the fact that you have the Note series people that are actually going in. And from the leaks and everything that we've seen, the S22 Ultra looks like a Note 22, a 21 Ultra in an S22 moniker. So the Note and the S series are combining with each other. And now we're going to actually see that now Samsung will release one major flagship in uh, the, uh, the entire year, and that'll be the S22 Ultra. And then every other thing device that they release will have its own moniker. So there'll be the Z series, uh, there'll be the A series, and of course, we may even have an updated FE at the end of this year. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how is a Note and an S series going to be combined. I'll be very honest. I like Notes. I've used Notes ever since the Note 2. I was never actually, I uh, never jumped in on the first Note, mostly because I felt like it was too, at the time, it was too new. Jumping in on the S22 Ultra um, with a Note is going to be different for me because I typically like the more rounded edges of an S the S series than the Note. The Note, for some reason, after some time when you use it, the sharper edges kind of start digging in your hand and that comfort feeling you kind of it changes the experience. And I'm sure a case will do a really good job of uh, changing that experience for us. But at the end of the day, 
I'm looking at it as this is going to be a note. This is something that my wife would probably appreciate a little bit more. She's still rocking the Note 20 Ultra waiting and we thought we were going to get something new for her last year and that didn't happen. So the solution, or at least what we're looking at at this point is, it is going to be an incremental update from the sense of updates in the sense of just yearly incremental, you know, new SOC, maybe a little bit faster RAM, uh, you know, leveraging the triple ISP configuration that we have in here and some new tricks in the software and so on. All of that is going to be nice. Uh, it is hopefully going to be go back to the 45 watt charging, which is, I think, what Samsung will probably end up doing just to make it sound like they gave us something this year because they took it away last year. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, when we're looking at it from a solution, I think it's going to be basically the Note meets the S. And I think that's going to be the interesting part about it. A lot of people will, were, are going to focus on that and they're going to basically leverage and see, is this going to be the best Note and the best S series that Samsung's ever released? So if you think of it in that sense, it's going to get a lot of buzz. Um, but at the end of the day, if somebody came from an S21 Ultra and they were jumping into a Note 20 Ultra, uh, the S21 Ultra to an L Note, well, I guess I'm going to call it the S22 Ultra they may actually lose some of those people that upgrade to that because they are going to feel like, well, hold on a second. If that really is the S22 Ultra, you just took away my S series, which is what I like. So they may end up actually going and changing something. So there's going to be pluses and minuses. We'll have to see how it comes out and how the, uh, I guess, in general, people accept it. It is not going to be the best seller for Sony, for Samsung. It is not the best of uh, entirely, like the S series and the, uh, and the Note series are all uh, great flagships, but they never sell the most for Sony, for Samsung. Uh, you get the a, sorry the a series and the fe series that typically do a little bit better so we'll have to see um then um in case you haven't heard uh, the one plus 6t has re uh, has reached end of life uh of course uh, you can still flash uh, roms but sadly the official software support has done has gone down and i i really uh, it's it's it is kind of it's, it's sad to hear that, but as as typical with OnePlus devices, I think that's the main thing. As Finn was mentioning, um, if you haven't already started using a custom ROM, this probably ends up being the time that you want to either consider that because you're out of warranty, you're out of software support. So the only thing you could do is potentially is even if you break it, you're going to probably upgrade anyways. So this would be the time to check out XDA, check out some forums, and download some ROMs. Uh, you know, there are so much more things you could do to keep or extend the life of your device when it comes down to Android, and that I really appreciate. But no. I I did not uh fin i i it kind of makes sense so the six the seven the uh, you know the eight and then the nine so that was three years ago and that would kind of make sense the t-series it is and actually uh, if you remember oneplus kind of uh, well at least in the us they didn't release a t-series last year so we'll, we'll have to see but i do appreciate you letting me know on that one sorry uh chemi also the new samsung amd soc was something hugely expected so there are rumors going on back and forth with the exynos uh, 22 the 2200 and uh, there's some people are saying that basically you know that, that Samsung's not going to be using them in their uh, in their main flagship and some people are saying that there are the reality of the matter is it's it's an upgrade and to a certain point it, it, we need to see how it performs uh, my main concern is over the years with Exynos is that it did have it had some pretty good years when it was actually pretty comparable and even better than the Qualcomm series for some time but then at some point something changed and Qualcomm just became so much better so we already know and we have the uh, the, uh, the 8 gen 1 we have some of the issues and some concerns that we come with it obviously better performance at a, at a more power draw 
but we need to see how Exynos kind of comes in. Is it going to leverage uh, some of the collaboration that they did with uh, with Google so that they'd learn a little bit more, something closer to what Tensor is trying to do? Not necessarily the fastest SOC, but that better architecture, maybe about two prime cores. So we have to see how they actually uh, approach it. I'm, I'm wondering, and I'm still wondering when we're going to start hearing about this, because in reality, typically, that's usually what launches with uh, the S22 series, if you remember. So the S22 typically launches Qualcomm, I think, in, in South Korea and in the US, and then it's generally Exynos across the world. So we'll have to see. But I, I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Raz Sabaho, <laughs> hope you're doing great. Greg, hope you're doing, great, doing well, Greg. Thank you very much. Um, so Greg is asking, how is everybody liking the January update? Honestly, for me, it, it's it's the security patch update and it looks good. Uh, I'm hoping everybody in the chat that has a pixel let me know if um, going from the November update, the November security update over to the January one, have you noticed any improvements? Has the fingerprint sensor operating a little bit better? And are you having better connections as well? And obviously it may be too early. It's been out for a couple of days to get battery life uh, recommendations, but I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Um, Oh, and then of course, Grande. Also, the January update uh, has just fixed my fixed uh, my Pixel Six uh, almost entirely. Absolutely. So that's the best part. I think that's the the biggest thing. I think what we faced with it is this: Google wasn't ready. Okay, Google wasn't comfortable the, continuing the release of that update when they realized there were some issues with it. So they did the best that they could, and they pulled it. And we knew that they were going to basically they're going to roll up all of the updates and all of the fixes into the January update. So it wasn't really a big surprise that it came out. It just when they released it was the funny part, because it was supposed to come out on Tuesdays every Tuesday for the first Tuesday of the month, and it didn't come out on the first Tuesday of this month. And it actually came out on odd like on a Thursday and a Friday, at least for us here in the U.S. So, long story short. It is the solution and it is the fix that everybody's looking for. And I think I'm glad that Google finally was able to push it out. Did it create a little bit of, uh, you know, questions and, and why and all of that good stuff? Absolutely. They're, they've been known for releasing updates consistently on a monthly basis ever since they released it and a whole bunch of things come about it. So I'm glad that we're all up to date. Like I said, on my Pixel 6 Pro, I updated it. And for me, it didn't feel that different, mostly because... Again, I have the Pixel 6 Pro update from December that I sideloaded. I didn't have as much issues. So it, it depends if maybe carrier versions in the US are different. Mine is an unlocked version from Google. So updating it was pretty much just a simple no carrier banding uh, concerns. So it worked pretty well. Uh, but I still have to test it out outside and double check on the speeds on the 5G and all of that good stuff. Uh, let me see here. I think um, <laughs> I like this. Finn always loved to ask it. So uh, what is what is Greg trying on this uh, this week? Uh, and I guess Greg is jumping on with the Proton AOSP for the last couple of weeks uh, running on there. And then he just up, uh, updated his Pixel 6 uh, to the January update. So it, it is definitely very nice to to finally get the solutions or at least the updates that you've been waiting for and to get all of this whole, you know, Updates not going on, coming on. When are they going to show up? Uh, and I, <laughs> I saw Juan point posted this morning because I wanted to bug him and say, "Hey, Juan, did you get the update?" Because uh, we do this thing every Tuesday, every Thursday for that. So, um, TK, uh, okay. Hope you review. Hopefully, you'll review the Tap S8 series. I'm seeing some, um, some seeing actually some interesting rumors on that as well. Um, uh, and please compare it to the S, uh, Tab S7. So you guys know, uh, I don't want to make too much of a fuss. I still have my Tab S7. I'm using the S7 Plus. So absolutely. 
uh, once they release the S8, I'm definitely going to be trying to pick that up. And I want to definitely compare and see, is it worth the upgrade, really? Uh, because they kind of went up for, for a little bit longer uh, than anticipated, right? They don't release tablets every year. Uh, they released more of a fan edition version of the Tab S7, and that's more of a continuation, better pricing kind of experience. But I feel like the Tab S7 Plus, the way it's released and what it does, those are things that we always appreciate. So I'm, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're hearing all, also the same rumors, I think, as you guys, um, that they're potentially going to be releasing it at the same time. Um, yeah, let me see here real quick. See, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, man, um, after last year's live stream, I was I was uh, obsessed talking about companies to uh, to have the case with the external battery and the extra features. I'm telling you, uh, if there is a company that, that's listening, that they're able to put this and make this into a reality, seriously, a case with and I, and again, as I say, I'll say this again, it doesn't have to be a massive battery. It could be a thousand milliampere, very thin, very slim profile but add SD card support through the case and have it connect via the USB-C connector at the bottom. And then if you add wireless charging, that'll be total bonus points, you know, icing on the cake kind of an experience. And that'll keep the entire profile of the case thin, still provides you the support, but now you have the ability of adding support for SD cards. Um, I've seen other cases that used to have like the uh, Zero Lemon cases, uh, I think where the idea came from. Zero Lemon provides cases that are basically large battery cases, right? So they'll give you like a 6,000 or 7,000 milliampere battery. And typically those cases have where the phone is inserted in into the actual case that has the battery built in. So for my thought on that end is when you're charging your phone through that case, it does a pass through, right? So we already have that mechanism going on. Literally all it takes is to create a pocket for an SD card and a slimmer profile battery and you have that. It's not an impossibility. It literally is more about can you make it and can the, um, I would say the royalties and the fees and all of that, make it into an affordable product that people can get. And you can also get it, like I said, most Android devices support OTG, like S the S series, the OnePlus series. I know not every device does it, but for the devices that do, it would be a great solution. And I'm with you, Chemi, on that one. It, it would be something like a, if, if somebody was to, to take this, I, I will only ask for a, literally a measly 20% just for the for the idea to come up and the rest is all yours. Have fun with it, man. Um, flash fire. Oh, yes, uh, the, the fix. <laughs> so yeah, Greg is helping out, I think. Uh, dude, Joe Hickey, per, uh, <laughs> my, my friend, Purposely Pixel, our buddy over uh, in the UK. I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys are actually enjoying uh, some good weather, I hope. Uh, we're getting a little bit warm for some reason. We're kind of <laughs> forgetting the fact that it is winter, or in fall at least. Um, but hope you're doing well, man. I'm glad that you're able to jump in. Uh, I'm not noticing much difference uh, on, on his update. So after the update here, uh, but I was already on the UK update. So I think it's kind of the same. If you came from the November update, this would have fixed quite a bit of issues for you. Um, if you're coming from the December update, then there isn't much. I mean, I think it's, just, again, just a security update, patch update to January from December. Uh, so depending on who, where, where you're coming from on the Pixel, it's going to change the conversation a little bit. Let me see here. I, I want to catch up a little bit more. I want to start talking a little bit more in here as well. Uh, okay, make sure you put the apparel on the firmware in the platform tools. Yeah, I think we're with the uh, Joseph. Basically, TK loved the CES video. Looked like you're having a great time. CES has been an interesting mixed emotion, excitement, a whole bunch of things going on at the same time. I, I'll say this. I was very happy and lucky that I was able to go and attend the show in person. And I'm glad that the show didn't actually get canceled. 
um, going there and getting to see everybody was the best part. Like I said, like you'll see Rolando's in the chat. My tech reviews just uh, jumped in. I got a chance to see Rolando in person. So this is a little bit different. And it, it, the reason I say this is because last time he and I saw each other, we were in passing and I was in running and there's a whole bunch of things going on. We didn't really get a chance to talk. This time I got a chance to talk to him. I saw Adam. Um, I saw uh, Ben from uh, Lover of Tech. So there's a whole bunch of people and Josh Quinones, of course. Um, I got a chance to hang out with a lot of friends, a lot of people that I've been, you know, talking to, or maybe you know, we've we've been interacting online for some time. But to add that personal touch, I think it really fixes or it just adds so much more. And to top that off, there was still some decent tech that was still announced. TCL has a lot of things kind of to, to announce. There's actually a lot of things covered at TCL. Uh, Razor was there, Samsung was there, um, and I think there was a few other companies, that, some of the main companies that were still doing some events. Samsung, again, announced the FE, the, the, well, sorry, the S21 FE, this guy. Um, and of course, they also announced the Arc, the, the massive monster of a TV slash display, which I kind of, I almost feel like I have like a 70% proof arc solution here because um, I don't know if I mentioned to you guys. So a week or so before, uh, like right around Christmas, uh, my top monitor, which was a Xiaomi, uh, the Mi monitor, uh, I think this was a 34 inch 144 QHD resolution monitor. It's a great monitor and I still recommend it to everybody. But for some reason or another, the panel died on me. The display just didn't work anymore. No, no OSD on it, nothing. You just see the backlight, but the actual display, I don't know if it's a motherboard that burnt out or something, but the monitor kind of died on me. So for the last three weeks, obviously one week being gone, but so on, um, I just had no monitor at the top. So my entire workflow got messed up in the way I do work. I actually rely heavily on the dual monitors for editing, for content creation, but also for multitasking. Like I'm actually, if I'm working on something on the main monitor at the bottom, I'm usually like I'm watching uh, Juan's show, I'm doing something on the top, I'm email, responding and so on to emails. So for me, that functionality, sorry about that, has been a missing thing. So a week ago, or not a week ago, actually on Monday, I started researching some things and surprise, surprise, the G7. So the bottom one is a G9, the top one is a G7 now on uh, Samsung's site was 150 bucks off. And I had, no, I think it was like 100, yeah, 150 bucks off uh, from the 699 price. So this is a QHD 32 inch, I think um, uh, 240, uh, 240 hertz, matching the one at the bottom, which is uh, QHD as well, but at uh, 244, but at 49 inches as opposed to the 32. Um, so between the discounts and everything, I was able to get about $400 off of it, which was really decent. So I couldn't pass on that deal. And of course, it came in yesterday. So I finally got that up and running and I'm back somewhat running uh, a slightly different experience. But yeah, overall, I'm happy that that got fixed, um, you know, and, and of course, just overall, everything that was announced there, there was obviously new versions of these monitors, there was the arc, the freestyle and so on. So it was very exciting. There was a lot of things to do, but I felt less stressed about that CES. I felt more comfortable, like I could go do things. I can still spend time with the family. I don't actually necessarily have to disappear the entire day, but I would still have the ability of doing work. I did some content from the uh, from the hotel. We did a couple of live streams. So to me, it was absolutely fun. And, and again, um, some things obviously were not the best. Uh, I think the venue was great, but I think Las Vegas as a as a as a facility or where this this event is hosted wasn't treating the the new influx of people in the same way that most people would. So the 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 measurements for preventing spread and so on of the current situation going on, um, I think were much much less than I than I appreciated and would make me not actually go back there for quite some time till at least way beyond what this starts. Um, at least, or at least even may affect my 2023 uh, CES coverage if that ends up becoming a thing as well. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, oops, sorry, did I did I miss something? Um, 
Hey TK, have you used have you used some um, okay? Have you used the moment stick um, on wallet slash stand combo? I, I want to pick one up, but I want to I want to hear your impressions. So I haven't actually seen I haven't used that uh, honestly. I, I I with the moment lenses I've used in the past and I've used them on my devices, uh, but I haven't really used uh, any of the other accessories. So it's the wallet stand combo. I'm assuming it's the uh, the converter ones that you actually folds. I've used one actually from a company called Moft M O F T, and they make a different one. Although um, it's a basically, um, I think it's the same concept uh, and it works pretty much the same, except that it sticks to the back of your phone and then you can use it to make a stand and then you fold it up and it works. Uh, the only concern I would probably say over time is um, getting in, in and out of your pocket for some time. The main difference happens is if, um, I guess if, if, if the wallet ends up getting, I guess, caught on your pan, on the pocket, it does actually over time kind of wear it off. But again, it's an easy thing to pick up again if you want to be able to replace it. No damage to the phone, but definitely a great accessory in portrait and in landscape. Uh, I like them, but again, I'm hoping that the, the moment ones are very similar to that. Uh, let me double check here. Uh, UCD change direct. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Greg's doing tech support in the middle of the chat. Uh, it's going on really good um, on, on Saturday morning. Um, or oh, I hear the, uh, the touch, touch longer than I thought. <laughs> Okay, no, no, dude, any, uh, Dan, you're more than welcome to stay with as long as you want. And Steve jumping in, um, while on the subject of the tab and the updates, um, how about Samsung uh, at support at supporting their tab devices? I think over the years, so I'll say this, the Tab S7 Plus still hasn't received Android 12. So I, I'm not surprised that part. I think typically they're behind the devices. Uh, but I've been receiving quarterly uh, security updates and up, uh, I think was it software updates as well. So overall, not as consistent in the monthly updates as you see on their S series, but they typically do it every quarter and I have been receiving them all. So they do support them, especially their high-end models. Um, I'm assuming it changes a little bit depending on the other models, but I think at least for the Tab S7 Plus, uh, the one I have here, it has been supported quite consistently since I bought it. It's just not monthly. So I, I appreciate what, what they're doing there and they're not forgetting their tablets. They're keeping pretty much the premium Android tablet market afloat. That's pretty much what Samsung's doing right now. Um, hope you're doing well, Ronaldo. Yeah, man. Uh, I hope everything is going well with you, man. And, um, yeah, I, I, hopefully we'll get a chance to hang out again at some point in the near future. It was really good. Um, Rolando taught me how to, how to drive at well, the driving range, how to, how to basically hit, hit a golf ball a couple of times. So that was fun. Uh, I will not be releasing those videos. Uh, <laughs> it was embarrassing, uh, but definitely an experience for me as, as I typically, my, my experience prior to that was, uh, miniature golf. That's where I'm an expert at, but uh, yeah, I'll keep it there. Oh man, good doing, hope you're doing good. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're missing Aditya. I, you know what, I'm sure Aditya will be joining us a little bit. I am, I, I forgot to mention this a few weeks ago. The intention with the Android Bay was also to run it a little bit earlier as, an, as a podcast. I know typically we go on at like 10.30, 10.45 Pacific Standard Time here, which is a roughly, if I'm not mistaken, about an hour from now. So it may also be that whole timing thing that needs to kind of adjust. So, but typically from now on, this is the timing that we're going to see the show nine to nine thirty Pacific time. So uh, hopefully that that's not too uh, too early for some of you guys as well. Um, Jimmy Fire Dragon jumping in. Um, our weather in the UK TK has been very cold right now. It is uh, it, where he, where he lives six degrees. That is cold. That that is that is. Um, I I don't know if I want to say I I I. I I feel for you and I, I appreciate the, the when it's cold. I like it when it's cold. I like the fact that I'm able to basically, you know, uh, layer up and then go out and do things. It was just fun. Um, the week before Vegas, uh, before CES, it was very cold for us. Las Vegas was kind of a mix uh, as we were there. 
we missed all of the rain and then every day it was getting warmer and warmer so by the time we left it was more like regular temperatures for us and then here in la it's pretty much the same thing it kind of continued for the week and they're saying it's going to turn a little bit but it's been literally four to five degrees warmer every day this entire week so it keeps getting warmer and warmer um uh let me see here that fair mix uh, <laughs> oh man uh finn jacobs oh, oh yeah man oh it was great okay so dan uh oh hold on a second hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> seeing 23 folks watching and only eight likes let's jump on the numbers folks mr juan bagnell the man the myth himself uh <laughs> some has, hashtag some some lurking in the in the comments guy uh if aditya was here i'm sure he would throw that so good morning man sabaho hope you're doing well hope the family's doing great um Dan, um, I've had a crazy day. I was uh, I was supporting. Uh, oh, so it's Bedford store. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of things. Obviously, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm laughing, Joe, because um, as I'm reading the comment, I'm trying not to read it verbally, uh, but I understand what you meant. Yes, it, it is frustrating as um, sometimes things like that will. Yeah, it, it does. Depending on how your day is going, I hope hope things get better. Uh, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> leaving there great always always appreciate it for one to hang out and and kick it with us um so this is a good question so let's jump on on android 12 i want to cover a little bit more android 12 because the reason behind all of these is all three devices that we're talking about today are all running android 12 in different stages so sony's released or announced the release of the android 12 update to the pixel uh, to the pixel 6 not to pixels the sony xperia line as far as I know, I don't know anybody else that has the update. And I, as far as I know, the only reason I have this is because this is a pre-production hardware from Sony that Juan and I had an opportunity to uh, to preview. And this is obviously going back to Sony. Um, for me, I'll say this. On the Xperia 5, it is very refreshing to see Sony adopt uh, a more, a still more simplistic and more, um, I'm not going to say simplistic in the sense of not, not being complicated, but simplistic as in uh, not too overbear. Uh, there's not too many things added in here just to make it look too much like a pixel. Um, Android 12, uh, the widgets are in there, the new, uh, you know, obviously the privacy dashboard. All of the functionalities that we've had from before with, uh, you know, Pixel, sorry, with the uh, Xperia devices are still there. So SightSense is still there. Um, the camera app, the Video Pro did not come with this. And I was hoping that that was going to be part of Android 12, but it doesn't seem like it's coming on this one. But other than that, it works great. Battery life, gaming on this still works really nice. The Game Center is also very good. Um, I think overall, I don't really have any any major issues. The only thing I'm, I'm a little bit, I uh, like... Um, wondering what's going to happen is when is this going to show up on the Xperia 1 Mark III? Because that is the you know one of the other things that I have. So I have the 1 Mark III um, and I haven't seen the update yet. And I think for the most part, um, even uh, Juan was telling me when on his unit, which is also an Xperia 5 Mark III, it didn't receive it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Dan, did you, if, uh, if Grounded Deck or Dan, uh, Grounded Tech, if uh, Dan is still in the chat, did you receive Android 12? Because I know you had your Xperia for some time, and I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but I think you went back to the Pixel Six. If you don't, if you're still in the chat, please let me know. Uh, Dominic is in the chat. Good morning, Dominic. Hope you're doing well, or good evening. Hope you're doing well. Um, it's 14. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so 14. I, I'm. I'll say this. Uh, so Rolando saying here it's 14. So if he's referencing to 14 being um, Fahrenheit, so that's way below zero for us. So 35 Fahrenheit is about zero or 34, 35. So 14 is sub. So definitely, uh, and it, it's, it is cold. So, it, but that's the beauty of it. 
you get different experiences from different places. Uh, we have Sebastian Lothbos with us. Good morning. Hope you're doing well, Sebastian. Uh, or good evening as well. Uh, Ron, Ron, hope you're doing well. Um, here, let's read this real quick. Uh, is it true? Is it true? Uh, Hasselhoff is is coming on, and you're remaining. You're remaining in the chat as the Android Baywatch. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, oh, way to bring it back to Thursday night, man. Oh my God. Okay, okay. Um, Thursday night show was very, uh, very nostalgic. I'll say that we took it way back. We took it to when Juan and I met David Hasselhoff the Hoff himself uh, in person. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I sent out the invite. So if if the Hoff actually ever just knocks on it, I mean, obviously, we could definitely rename the show to the Android Baywatch. And uh, we can just have him, you know, get on the show. I'll, I'll excuse myself. And I'll just manage all the equipment. We'll keep him. And, and I think it'll be a really good success for everybody. It would be fun, man. Good, good one. I love that one, Ron. Oh man, and yeah, my tech, uh, Rolando's, Rolando's actually confirming it's uh, Kelvin Fahrenheit. And <laughs> I don't, okay, so if you're using Kelvin, you're in a different, obviously, depending on what part of the world you're in, but most people, is, I, I, it's Celsius and Fahrenheit. Aditya, the man himself, our Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel, is in the chat and he is with us as well. Thank you very much. Uh, it is very nice to be back in the studio. It was nice to be able to do remote work and doing things, but every time I've done remote, there's always something that kind of changes and, and there are things that are out of our control, either be it the Wi-Fi at the hotel or be it connectivity to 5G. And the weirdest part about it is with everything that didn't go as typical as CES would be, the connection to the internet was very much a consistent conversation. Because CES is in Vegas, and Vegas typically has a lot of people, um, and a lot of people were still on vacation that first week of January, because typically, at least with the in the US, uh, most winter breaks for kids, they typically carry through the first week of January for us. So this year, it worked perfectly. And in the past, we've had it where CES kind of shifts into the week after, depending on the timing. Uh, but it also meant that network connectivity was almost, even though your phone says 5G, even though it says it has full bar, your network connectivity is going to be crap. Uh, and that's because there's just network congestion. It's just the system is overloaded with the amount of people on mobile devices. Um, and specifically in hotels and in casinos, there's repeaters built in by these companies so that people still have connections. You'll notice this different than when you're like traveling and you're going into buildings. You'll notice your signal dips when you're inside the major buildings. But in hotels, there's typically is repeaters for them. But the story, though, is everybody's connected at the same time. It's typical to have issues. So back here, fixing the monitor, oh yeah, fixing the monitor, getting everything back. I feel, I feel one again. I feel like the start of the year is finally resetting for me. Um, as you guys probably already know, there are some concerns and so on that we're kind of going through here with the fan. But overall, I think we're doing we're doing better, and we're hopefully going to be better going on from here. Um, Sebastian saying, I'm still waiting, uh, waiting on my Android 12. I'm hoping that it comes um, all around the uh, the 18th. Carrie says that it would be pushed. Um, Sebastian, which version of the which device are you using? I'm assuming you're using um, a Pixel if you're talking about Android. No, wait, you're saying you're waiting for Android 12. So I'm assuming you're coming from a phone that has Android 11. Um, but if you don't mind sharing, which one is it that you're wearing? Uh, you're waiting for? Is it a, a OnePlus or is it a Samsung? Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> Don jumping in there as well. Oh my God, whole bunch of, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, <laughs> just hours of, of TK and I running in, in slow motion by the beach. Uh, you know, the Hoff can always, always, we'll do the slow-mo run. We're still working on the fusion dance uh, to be able to get that running. Um, one, but you know, sooner, sooner or later, I think Juan and I need to also kind of set up some time uh, to meet up again, um, hopefully to kind of work out the conclusion of our, our collaboration. I'll say this. 
I didn't take both phones with me. So as you know, the, the collaboration with Juan and I right now is the Vivo X70 Pro, Pro Plus and of course the Duo 2. The Duo 2, I just didn't feel like it was right for me to take it with me to CES. It would be not worthy of the, well, not necessarily worthy of the show, but it was more, um, I felt like I was taking too many phones already and I wouldn't be able to spend that much time with it. So I felt like why bother just having it with me and you know run any kind of chances of anything. So I left that one home and I seriously lived on this device. I lived and breathed, edited, produced, uploaded, did a whole bunch of stuff with the X70 Pro Plus. And it has been a dream of, of a device like it's 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 one thing to say a phone is great and you can obviously show it Juan does amazing videos and showcases all the benefits of this device you get it in your hand and you always you know you're trying to go in there and you're like okay I'm gonna see how things are and so on and you you get those you get those expectations the performance it, low light performance has been amazing on this um, sharp focusing automatic uh, locking uh, audio recording the microphones on this thing is crazy good and the fact that I got it from him and it was obviously not my main device meant that I didn't have all of my apps on it and I had access to all of the storage so all of my content like I literally shot close to 100 gigs worth of content on the off of this the amount of b-roll that I shot in 4k 60 which is the only mode you should ever use has been crazy crazy good um, the oh and then in the middle of all of that I get Android 12 update to the uh, to the Vivo X70 Pro Plus so I'm like texting Juan and I'm like hey man is it okay with you if I update it to Android 12 I'd like to see the cool new features and overall I think it was definitely a good improvement um, and it's still, you know, it's, it's still, I think overall, I think he's, he's going to be very happy with it like he, when he gets it back. I'm going to be very sad, but you know, I, I still miss my Mi 11 Ultra as well. So yeah, with that, uh, and, and the Hoff, we'll definitely do the slow-mo run and we'll get that running for, for everybody in there. Um, it's the Android Bay podcast featuring Aditya and Neil. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> That's that's going to be my best Juan Carlos impersonation or even my best radio voice, you know, like, welcome to the show kind of thing. Um, uh, <laughs> with Microsoft Duo in hand. So speaking of the Microsoft Duo, so I pushed out a, a reel yesterday on Instagram because I, I kind of mentioned it. I saw a foldable display. Okay, so it's a folding uh, display, uh, display PC monitor display setup. Uh, essentially, two 24-inch monitors. It literally, like, the best way to explain it is this. It's literally a display that can, when, when docked, it sits flat on your table, flat like this. And when you need it, it just expands up, and then it just shoots up like this, and you end up having two displays. And you're able to kind of do that nice little kind of taper a little bit if you want to have it a little bit more downwards. The angles on it were actually where I felt the most, ex uh, the most excited about. About. It's the ability of customizing the angles of your monitor. It's not necessarily just having two monitors, but also if you have them flat, like the way I have them here, um, they're not curved and they're talking about different configurations. Those are the things that got me very excited. And um, hopefully mobile pixels do end up making a touch version, a DeX enabled version. So you can run DeX on one monitor and run your PC on the other monitor. And you can obviously swap them to touch interface. There was a whole bunch of things that got me excited. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It's over on my Instagram and I think I tweeted it out also on, on Twitter. Uh, I'll, we'll have to see here. Oh man, <laughs> the precious. Yeah, see, I, I, I feel bad. I feel I feel bad every time I see it because I see it. Like so I was asking, I sent one a text a couple of days ago. I said, hey man, is the X70 Pro just as good as the S70 Pro? He's like, not, not the same sensor, different processor, a whole bunch of things. It's a different experience. And I, I understand that. I, the reality is, look, when you find a system that works great, so this, I'll say this, 
this is my first ever Vivo experience. I've never used the Vivo before. I've seen the brand. I know the brand is obviously it's a branch of the BBK field, uh, you know, companies. So you have Oppo, OnePlus, Realme, and then Vivo. And Vivo has been more known to be like the experimental and they've done the gimbal camera sensors and so on. And they've done really good experiences. But I really haven't noticed that seriously. Oppo and Vivo on the BBK, uh, like the, the tree, have been great, have been doing great photography, great content, uh, great hardware to produce great content. Um, Vivo, I feel like is still like in, in the order of things, I would probably say Vivo, Oppo, OnePlus and Realme in kind of like the third spot, kind of matching each other. But now with ColorOS jumping in as far as uh, for OnePlus and Hasselblad jumping in there, not the, not the Hasselhoff, uh, I'm hoping that that experience kind of improves OnePlus to, uh, to elevate that. And, and I've already seen some of that with the OnePlus 9 Pro. Um, and I the reason why I have it open is uh, there was an update that got pushed out yesterday, uh, again, over Android 12. Uh, Juan, if you're, I'm assuming you already have it. Uh, if you haven't, you'll probably see it. Uh, it is very nice to be able to see some of the benefits here and more stable uh, version with better security patch updates in there as well. Um, <laughs> the X70 Pro Plus is definitely getting a workout. Uh, both from you and Juan have definitely put the 888 hits test. And it is. And it's running the 888 Plus, although it is not, I'll say this, it's not the fastest UI uh, when in the camera. Like if I'm jumping from my main sensor to the secondary, like I'm jumping sensors, there is that little bit of a second delay. But when it does, it does really good. Um, I took a lot of pictures when I was at the Samsung Keynote, and that was in not only blue light, but also I was so close to the, to the stage that I was in within distance of the cranes that obviously the camera cranes as they're going on. So having to navigate those and take some pictures out of that, that was also kind of nice. Um, I think was it the, um, the cover picture for the live stream that Juan and I did was taken with the X70 Pro Plus at the Samsung event. And again, you could see how well the dynamic range is, even in low light with blue light filtering everything in there. So for sure. Uh, <laughs> Steve DeRoche is very cold as well. Um, isn't it nice to see YouTubers sharing devices for review? Uh, you know, it, it's nice to be able to, I mean, again, uh, I'll, I'll say that being able to, to borrow things and work with devices uh, between each other, I think it's it's the biggest part that we have as a good resource to each other. Uh, some of the relationships I have are maybe a little bit different than when Juan has. And because we're good and we work together and we collaborate quite a bit, I feel like that is a major benefit. Uh, Typically, you're very much limited by uh, by distance, and I think you know Juan can definitely express. I think he uh, he and Matt Tyler were also kind of uh, doing a little bit back and forth exchanges and so on. Um, so, all in all, I'll say this: I'm very happy and very um, very very blessed to be able to be a friend with Juan and be able to actually share things. And I think uh, this has been a blessing on both ends. He enjoys it and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm gonna hate returning it, but you know we'll have to do it as he's just prying it out of my fingers and like handing me back my phone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I ran into a, a bumper with me, uh, a bummer with me 11 Ultra. I tried using the external display to shoot some video, forgetting that Xiaomi doesn't let you use that. Can't wait to get the Vivo back. Uh, that has been so for that comment, that has been my one feature that I've been waiting for Xiaomi to push on this device because they give you the functionality to take pictures. So for pictures, you could definitely use the rear sensor to be uh, the, the rear display for that. I am not sure why they have not enabled it for video. For videographers, especially when you're GN1, the main sensor is literally one of the best sensors on the market. You want people to live with that as opposed to the use the front. 
So, I mean, it's not impossible to use it to center. Obviously, Juan is the expert. He basically just gets the configuration there running very nicely. But the long story short is obviously this is something that you want to be able to do. I mean, foldables fix that problem for us uh, because they're able or they enable us. Uh, so let's go ahead and unlock the phone. It, they enable us to actually use a uh, display mode. So what you get here, so let's say I'll, I'll, I'll switch it over here. I'll think about it. I'll switch over to the front facing camera and so you guys can actually kind of see each other, right? So I'm using the main sensors here on the on the find end and I'm able to use the front facing panel. And the Mi 11 Ultra has a very similar experience. It has a display sitting on the back, but you can't use it for video. You have to use it purely for pictures. So I'm hoping at some point that feature comes up, uh, but we haven't seen it even with all of the update they pushed out in 2021. There's a good chance maybe the Mi 11, uh, Mi 12 uh, Ultra that we'll have to see, or actually it'll be the Xiaomi 12 Ultra since they dropped the Mi moniker. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I was listening to the podcast and they were talking about uh, similarities between uh, the, GT, the, the GT2 Pro and the OnePlus 10 Pro. Yeah, of course, uh, it's pretty doesn't sound, <laughs> a lot of different things going on. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so, okay, okay. So I'll, I'll say this. Greg has a comment going on in there and, and we'll, we'll hydrate for a second before we hit that. Hmm. So um, Greg and I have been back and forth trying to find my Pixel 6, uh, not Pixel 6, my Nexus 6. Uh, it's one of the oldest uh, uh, Nexus devices that I still have. I don't have actually, I think, the earlier ones. That is the older one, the oldest one that I have. Actually, I'm not taking that back. I have the original Nexus. That's, uh, sorry, that is a phone that I have, but it does not work anymore because it is so old that Google turned off all the servers to be able to log in on uh, Eclair or even um, on the version of Android that's running on the Nexus, on the first Nexus. Uh, but the short answer is uh, <laughs> Greg and I will have to work that, 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 that agreement at some point. Uh, and see if we can get it running uh, with everybody in there. Um, Russ is jumping back with the X70 Pro Plus packaging is premium as it should, uh, as it should, as it should be for the price point that uh, range. And I appreciate uh, that now th with others uh, not having enough uh, char chargers, uh, there are even earphones included. Uh, the overall experience. So I, I unfortunately I didn't get the entire package. I know that it doesn't have a headphone jack, but it has some great microphones. Um, I didn't, I, I'm not using it for audio consumption. I'm not using it for, so you got to remember um, the fact that it doesn't work as a phone in the US because of the band support, it's hard for me to use this as a daily driver. So the experience that I'm focusing on here is media consumption and media creation. And those are the main benefits that I think we need to look into. If it supported the US market uh, bands, obviously the only thing that it could add to the conversation is how well does it support 5G in the US or 4G? Those are the things that you can definitely appreciate. But overall, very very nice and then of course flipping it over and not being able to play with the uh the duo 2 again this week has definitely been a lot of fun and i gotta swipe up some of my notifications uh <laughs> it is it's so much better to have the duo back in hand uh but yeah no hopefully very soon we'll be able to talk a little bit more juan and i will be able to kind of uh figure, work out uh, also kind of a, a nice little conclusion for our, our collaboration collaboration at some point um so Finn's jumping back is I'm, I'm I'm a little bit sad to see that the OnePlus 10 Pro only has a three times a three X telephoto same as the 2019 Seven Pro. I think what they're working on with so the, the OnePlus 10 Pro first it, the launch event for this device is obviously already kind of uh, a different experience to 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 any other phone that we've seen. It is launched first entirely in China, um, and that was what the announcement that was done during CES and of course uh, earlier when we saw the actual announcement and and the launch event itself. Um, the overall 
experience that we're seeing and what things are changing here. I think, I don't think OnePlus is trying to push to try to, uh, you know, um, overly uh, kind of like impress us and so on. I think the main setup in the cameras that we saw in there is a very much continuation, but improvement on the color science and the performance that we get. Uh, first with the Snapdragon 8 uh, Gen 1. Second, with the color OS optimizations with uh, with the uh, Oxygen OS 12 that we see here. And of course, all of the things that we get with Android 12 to, to, to be to begin with. So the hope is that the performance is definitely improving the color science and the technology that we see over what we saw with the 9 Pro, but it is a continuation. So it would have been nice to see a third camera or maybe a fourth camera, kind of like how the S21 Ultra has for the 10X zoom uh, for optical. But I feel like three times is still pretty decent as long as it's given us a clear optical solution. Um, when we see something to go into digital or even to go anything beyond that, like a 10X, the Vivo does really nice. I was able to kind of get very close to the subject, even though it was very far and it was very clear. But again, not every device is going to be able to jump into, you know, triple and quadruple camera. So for them to jump into a 10X, uh, the question would be, would you prefer a 10X over a 3X? And I'll be honest with you, I use closer telephoto much more than long range telephoto on most of my cases. So I feel like it's a good compromise. We'll have to see how they perform and again, how the, how the images out of that comes out. We have no word, of course, of when this is coming out to the U.S. and European market or even India. It is purely a Chinese version of it. And keep in mind, Chinese versions are not running Oxygen OS. They're running Color OS now. So for the most part, you're getting a different version of it. The experience is very different. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they offer. Um, again, it depends on what we want. I mean, if it is something that you're looking for, Finn, then you may want to consider looking into other devices that support a more like a, a longer range for telephoto. For me, I feel like three and they kept that really strong um, uh, ultra wide lenser or the 50, uh, the 50 mega, megapixel sensor there. I feel like I'm really excited to see what they're doing with that. So for sure. Uh, let me see here, Sebastian. I'm curious uh, as to how the Hasselblad uh, partnership will affect OnePlus 10 Pro. So the main difference that we're going to see here is it's a very specific one. Hasselblad relationship with OnePlus is kind of like Leica's relationship with here. Like we have Zeiss, uh, Zeiss mode on the X70 Pro Plus. Um, if we go into like Huawei devices, they also have Leica collaborations. Um, OnePlus typically, I guess they wanted to go with Hasselblad because that's also another big name of camera sensors or manufacturers. Uh, and I feel like the camera experience is definitely improved. Their filters and color calibrations have done better. I feel like this is a second generation, so we're hopefully going to be see some influence into also uh, how the cameras are being used, not necessarily just adding, you know, tuning and so on. So hopefully it's a good relationship. I'm assuming they're, they're I'm not going to say married, but they're contracted to work with each other for a certain number of years. So this is generation two. So hopefully we'll see how it improves. Um, and then again, it's going to be one of the biggest differences or differentiators from what you see with, um, we'll say with Oppo. Because the Find X4 Pro, when well, when we get the announcement for the Find X4, the next generation Find X, there's going to be obviously some big differences, focusing mostly on a, that custom NPU that Oppo announced during Innovation Day. So to start, that is going to be a big differentiator between OnePlus and Oppo when it comes down to their flagships. Because typically, you know, the, the Find X, whatever the best version of Pro and the OnePlus Pro, are considered to be brethren, at least for the last couple of years. So... We'll have to see how that relationship changes, and hopefully, it change it, it. It keeps improving the experience on the OnePlus series, uh, on the OnePlus smartphones. Of course, um, seems like this year. Uh, <laughs> seems like this this year so far. TK uh, manufacturers are sticking to last year's sensors. I feel like, yeah, you got to remember. I mean, we can't keep every year jumping on. Last year, we had some good sensors come out, and you could definitely see that OnePlus. 
didn't change the recipe when it went down. So they didn't release a T-Series in the US. So they stuck to the 9 Pro um, and they're also running some really good sales. Um, I just got an email from them. I think it was like, a, you can get the 9 Pro for like 860 or $860. But if the recipe ain't broke, don't change it, right? So what works for them and what they saw a lot of good positive response on, they're gonna double down and move forward. What I wanna see though, is the improvement on the front-facing sensor. Like they, they put in a sensor, a 32 megapixel sensor, or whatever they put in. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate the, the, the large sensor uh, megapixel count, but give us better sensor functionalities. We want 4K. We don't. I want. I want more functionalities out of my front-facing camera, and I want better experiences. I also would love to see that on Oppo devices. That's the biggest thing. I feel like you know we get some of the major things uh, improved on the cameras on the back, but the front always kind of get that mixed experience. So those those would be some of the things I want to appreciate more and and definitely live a little bit more. Uh, and lastly, I, not to kind of veer off too much, um, OnePlus always likes to put in the 8K mode, and what Oppo does not. For some reason, Oppo feels that if they give you a better, more specific 4K 60 maximum resolution display, uh, sorry, recording uh, capability, that's the best experience they'll focus on. So 8K typically doesn't show up there where if you're on a OnePlus, again, with Hasselblad, you should be able to enjoy the 8K functionality. And there are some new functions added with HDR and the video processing on the 8 Gen 1 from, uh, from Qualcomm. So I wanna see those things leveraged in the camera capability. So it, the hardware may sound like it's not changing very much. I think the software, and I take that back. The cameras may not be changing as much, but the internal processor can open up a lot of opportunities for the uh, for companies. So I think that's where we're going to see uh, some of those benefits is what the 8 Gen 1 can do and how the companies manage the 8 Gen 1's performance in their devices. Um, ER, hey man, Ibrahim, hope you're doing well. Sabah Hadiki, hope all is well. Uh, just <laughs> briefly jumping on. Welcome back, man. Welcome back and hope you're doing well. Um, so we talked about a whole bunch of different things. We talked about OnePlus. We talked about the security patch update for our Pixel devices. Let's talk about a little bit about the Xperia 5 Mark III and my impressions of this device. So first and foremost, I'll say this. The device is very well received. I really like what they've done um, in the upgrade solution that we saw. Obviously, we knew what this device was going to be quite some time ago. They announced it earlier. It was supposed to come at the in, in summer of 2021. And of course, at least for us in the US, we finally have it in January 2022, kind of like how they did the Xperia Pro last year. They announced it, but it became available early January. But from a series of what this what this device is supposed to be, this is the right form factor for anybody that's looking for a more smaller, more minimalistic approach to experience. Still one-handed, very easy to grab. You can I can actually touch my fingers across the display. This is something that you you can barely do on any other device. This is something very different. It's a more of thinner profile, longer, great for content consumption, 120 hertz refresh rate display, great for gaming. Those are things that we typically love seeing on these on these devices, and I appreciate seeing these thing, these things on it. Uh, the sensors, again, very similar to what we saw with the Xperia One Mark III, so there was no big surprise for me there. Uh, the difference, though, I will say, is that there's no time of flight sensor on the XP, on the Xperia Five Mark III, and that's typically how they do it. They usually don't include the TOF or the time of flight sensor um, on that. They always keep that for the Xperia One Mark III, which helps a little bit more with catching focus and continuing focusing on it. Doesn't mean that it's not good. Again, it's more of a, where the performance is a little bit improved on the One Mark III. And of course, no 4K 1080p panel, but we still have 4K 120. Uh, we still have the ability of using the Camera Pro functionality with the basic mode for camera. There's a whole bunch of things in there. And of course, top it off, Android 12. Hold on, let me see if we can, I, I'd be really impressed if I can get Sony. <laughs> I was like, uh, let's go and jump in here. We're gonna go system, da, da, da. Actually, you know what? We're gonna go about, we're gonna go, uh, here it is, Android 12. 
and bam. Okay, so hey, Sony likes it. So Android 12 on the Xperia One Mark, uh, Xperia Five Mark Three, is definitely very nice. So I got a chance to play with that. Um, so for that, I'm very lucky that the the unit that I got got it. But I guess not everybody else got it, and I didn't know it was coming. So it was a it was a really nice surprise. Um, uh, Michael Corrigan saying, yeah, the Pixel 6 Pro finally getting the update on uh, on uh, here. Uh, now, Michael, are you talking about the December or the January update? I'm assuming it's January because they all stopped the December one. Um, ER Sabah, I hope you'll do it just up in briefly. So, yeah. Um, so, essentially, what I'm trying to kind of like bring back here is if you're looking for an Xperia, if you like Xperia smartphones for what they what they stand, a headphone jack, an SD card support, there's no wireless charging, but you have the same size battery as the Xperia One Mark Five Mark Three, which technically translates to a better, longer battery life. It's you have a lower resolution display, yes, running at 120, but you're getting it at a much lower resolution, and because you're running on uh, basically a smaller body, so a smaller display physically, you actually have more juice to go longer. So same processor, same experience. I'm very happy with that, and I, I can't wait for for you guys to be able to check it out. So if you have an Xperia 5 or an Xperia 1, Android 12 is coming out. It's going to be coming out very soon. I'm hoping there's not going to be any issues. I did not have any issues on this one, but I will be honest with you. I don't have my full suite of things installed on this, as this is a loaner, and I need to go back. So I don't typically load up a phone that I need to return with everything that I need to uh, load up. Like an example would be with the, with the Pixel 6 Pro. This has all of my accounts on it. So I, you know, when I'm using this, I'm actually full running, managing my accounts, my multiple uh, emails, uh, you know, different you know, channels and so on, as you know, Arabic, English, and, and the Android Bay as we are. So a lot of things are on there and I live in that. So this is why I will load it up. Uh, but the device like the Xperia 5 Mark III, if I am able to visit this again in a later time, um, I will definitely give you guys more of a roundup again and see how this kind of performs. But um, it has all of the, the main indicators of a great device, smaller form factor, uh, and slightly a little bit better and also kind of going on some uh, promotions. I give you guys some links in the description if you're looking into that, for the, uh, of course. Um, but as, as always, Greg, thank you very much. If everybody, for anybody and anybody that's new to the channel or checking it out, please make sure to hit that smash that like button, you know, to feed the algorithm gods and, and hopefully, <laughs> you know, get, a, get us, get us into a point where we're able to monetize the channel. As, as you know, it's a new channel, uh, but it is definitely a, a great conversation and chat going on with us here. Um, uh, here, uh, Sebastian saying is finding a Sony phone, um, at a Canadian carrier, uh, would be a miracle. So it also would be a miracle if, if we had it here in the U.S. Unfortunately, that relationship kind of went out the door. I do have one right there. It was the la one of the very last few Sonys that were on T-Mobiles in the U.S. I think it was the Sony Z2. So it's the Xperia Z2 in the U.S. And it was really a fun phone. It's more of a squarish body, but it had the water resistance. It had the headphone jack, the toolless SIM, uh, SIM card entry, uh, SIM tool entry uh, without having to need. You just literally pe peel it off and it comes out by itself. And it still had the water resistance. So it was always, always very, very nice. Um, but I feel like Sony is, again, focusing on the markets that they want to be. The Xperia 5 Mark III was out in China, was out in Europe way before it came to the US. So we knew the phone was out. It just, now it's available for us. And, and at least we have a couple of colors, which is definitely always nice. Very, very nice. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this one, but give me one second to hydrate. Uh, I don't know why. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, next time I'm using half a packet. Those crystal light things can get very... Maybe that's why I'm thirsty. Okay, so um, Sarvan actually says, Sabah finally after missing two weeks, I made it this week. Initial impressions of OnePlus 10 Pro uh, looking very minor update over 9. Absolutely. 
ultra wide is uh, is a downgrade uh, than the 9 pro 32 megapixel front facing camera no 4k so it's going to be something different like i said it's it's one of those things if i remember correctly at least the way i got the information the main sensor is the 48 the the ultra wide is the 50 it's not 15 or 48 so i know we typically think of the highest megapixel all the way around the way oneplus kind of reached when they confirmed that for me because i had a confusion on that um, so as far as I remember correctly, I think it's what they were running last year, a similar configuration on the back sensors. But again, I think it's more going to be focusing on the experience of what they show on the inside. It's what the 8 Gen 1 can do, which is different than what we have with the 888. The other thing that I'm hoping that we get better here is better thermal management of the 888 and the performance on there so that we can actually get the main benefits that we're getting here. I mean, you get a faster charging battery that's going to generate heat. Um, you have faster wireless charging, but that's similar to what we saw before. The 50, I think that's continuing. Um, the the solution is going to be what we, what can we do with this and what can it actually help us perform and do better in uh, with our devices. So we have to see it. We start. I'm sure we're going to start seeing some content from you know the the Chinese market coming out uh, with people looking in and, and doing comparisons and so on. It's going to depend on how it looks like when it comes to the inter international market. Because again, Oxygen OS is going to bring a different flavor and a different approach to that phone with different optimizations with Hasselblad. Uh, I don't know if they're doing Hasselblad collaboration and Color OS in China. So this is something that is different because, again, the Chinese vari variants typically run what used to run Hydrogen is now running Color OS. So we'll have to see how that, that solution kind of comes up there and how do they actually incorporate those two functions. Do they keep the OnePlus camera or, again, if you guys have had any experiences, please let me know. Um... Um, Aditya said, oh yeah, we're, we're yet to monetize the, uh, the channel. Let's make a goal for 2022. Yeah, absolutely, man. Always, always, absolutely. Um, it was a, it was a big change for us to, to separate the channel, but I felt like it was the right decision to do so. Giving the Android Bay its own solution and its own, uh, kind of, um, medium to be able to hang out with, but still kind of leveraging. I still post, uh, the update about the, the live stream on the main channel, as well as on Twitter and, and of course, uh, on both accounts. So we're leveraging both communities, uh, but I felt like giving it its own channel feels the right thing. Um, one thing I will say though, before we go too far on that and with CES conversation kind of going on. Um, let me know what do you guys think about the approach that I did with CES this year. I obviously prior CESs, the 2019 or 2020 CES, we didn't have shorts. Shorts were not a thing. Reels were not a thing. TikTok was still uh, available, but for most creators, a video, a standard 16 by 9 aspect ratio video was what most people were creating. And I felt like this year with CES being the way it is, because CES is like a sneak peek to the future, right? Things are announced at CES, but, but typically very few of those things are actually available today to buy. So I felt like covering a lot of their content, a lot of the things about that show with reels and shorts felt like a better solution for me. It felt like I was less stressed about trying to put on a full video, intros, A-roll, and all of that. A lot of my videos, if you notice, did not even have me in the video, with the exception of the specification, I think, for the OnePlus device. I think overall, I felt like a little bit more functional, and I was able to share more content with you, uh, and I got a lot more engagement on that. So I would appreciate you guys letting me know if you guys like that style, especially for shows and events, as opposed to just typical, like, you know, when we get the phone in and we're doing videos on and all of that stuff. So it, it is going to be something that we're, I want to I want to see how you guys think about that one. Uh, ER, uh, so ER jumping in here saying, um, do you reckon we'll see uh, we'll see Android 12 L drop in March um, as that was going to next for the next pixel uh, drop is due? Uh, and what do you think? So at least in the current version, the way it is, it is supposedly running on the last beta 
for it. So if it, anything, that is going to be more than likely we'll be able to see that. The weird part about it is the beta for 12L was not running on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. You could only get it, I think, on the Pixel 3 series, 4 series, and the 5A. If I was, yeah, maybe the 5A or the, 4, the, 5, uh, the, uh, the Pixel 5 from last year. So it's a little bit, so overall, I think, yeah, I think more than likely we'll, we'll definitely, we should be able to see it. It should be out of beta at that point, and we should be able to see it uh, dropped at that point for us to be able to use it. Again, keep in mind, a lot of the 12L optimizations are intended for more bigger displays, so we'll have to see some of the benefits there. Uh, but it is running on the beta, and if you are using an older version, uh, not an older, but not a 6 or 6 Pro Pixel, and you'd love to try it, it is part of the beta, and you'd be able to jump on that if you want to be able to check it out. So, yeah, definitely. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really support us <laughs> always. So surprisingly enough, I'll say this: um, the Find N. So this is the the one, uh, not the OnePlus. This is the Oppo Find N. Sorry, let's open it up here. Uh, actually, it's been doing quite well on T-Mobile for me in the U.S. I've been able to get 4G LTE. I don't. I mean, I'm not picking up 5G, but the connections and the speeds I've been able almost 100 megabits down. It's it's pretty consistent, pretty decent. But I think, yeah, mostly most devices that are released in that market will not be optimized for international use. So if anybody's considering getting it, just be aware that you may end up getting like HSPA plus in some areas. So it's it's a tough one, but I would recommend picking up one in your market specifically. Um, yeah, so uh, Sarfan saying the 9RT just launched in India as well as the, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Z2, Buds Z2 that also got launched. Um, uh, and it launched in India yesterday, and it's very, very good. But launched with Oxygen OS 11 and Snapdragon 888 optimized in the RT is such a, a much better than the 9 and 9 Pro. Um, hoping the same for the 10 Pro with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Uh, so yeah, I, I think typically what we see the R the R series or the RT essentially the 9R was was essentially the best way to describe it was an 8T upgrade. So it was a, it was a uh, an optimized version of the 8T that was released before, but it was released at the same time as um, you know at the 9 and the 9 Pro, and now the 9RT, which was the only one that received the T upgrade because we didn't get one in the US, um, is the one that we just announced as well as I think the Buds Z2 as well, if I'm not mistaken, Saron. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, so Aditya is jumping. In. Okay, so I like the shorts approach you took. Um, it felt like it, it you gave it enjoy. So it felt like it gave you um, the ability of enjoying uh, to enjoy the room, enjoy the uh, the experience, and also being able to uh, put out a lot more videos and of course pleasing the algorithm. So for me, I felt like yeah, it was it was it was a little bit more engaging. I felt like um, for events, I feel like shorts makes so much sense. Right, because you you want to uh, you want to kind of digest them in pieces. There there's obviously going to be videos where they put like okay the best of CES and so on, but you're going to miss things. Like I haven't seen a single person post a video about, um, you know, uh, like an example would be this. There is the BMW car that does the color shifting. So many people focus on that car, but very few people covered about the the display, the cinema display that they have inside, and the other car inside. Um, the that folding display monitor that we have that was also a very unique experience. Now, of course, Project Sophia got a lot of love, and OnePlus got a lot of love. But uh, the Astro Slide that was a very unique phone that supported a keyboard in 2022, and also supports a full Arabic keyboard, which is a big thing for me. Um, little things like that, and of course, we have our, our, our friends over at NextDoc with the new uh, Next monitor and the NextPad. There's, there's a lot of things to cover, and I feel like, yeah, shorts always going to be the best um, and of course there was still that one full featured video because it was just that much things to kind of cover I couldn't have done six different shorts for TCL I felt like it would have been easier just to put them together in about a six to seven minute video and cover all of the tech uh, but the new Nextwear Air seriously 
if there are if there are an option for you in the market that you're in and, and TCL releases them, it's definitely something to check out. It is so light, so functional, works with any device. It is not restricted to TCL devices anymore. And it gives you such a large 100-inch display in front of you. It supports 3D content if you want it. It has built-in speakers. Um, it, no power source other than your phone. And you're able to, try, like if you're flying, if you're doing something, absolutely great. My only thing I would say, if there's ever maybe in the kit that, that comes with it, because I don't have one yet, but um, I'm hoping that they include a Y adapter so that you're able to charge your phone and keep it running at the same time as you're using it because it is running off your phone's battery. Uh, typically, that end up consuming more battery from your phone. And of course, just as, as, as you can imagine, if you're running an external display from your phone. But the Nextwear uh, Air is definitely one of my favorite. And of course, their new XR AR glasses that they talked about. So very, very nice. Um, let me see here. I think I may have missing. Okay, Chemi's jumping back. Um, TK, I think you always should uh, should try to have uh, your face in at least uh, a few seconds, uh, so people couldn't uh, <laughs> so people could recognize you, uh, even in shorts. Just uh, just a second uh, could could do it. And I think I I tried. You're right. To a certain point, I for the ones I was able to produce off of my computer, you can notice that the logo was there. But the ones I created off my phone, obviously that one didn't have the logo. So you have to keep in mind uh, some of the content was created in there. And yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I think in the excitement of doing content, because I was seeing so many things, I mean, the, the sheer amount of content or sheer amount of things that I saw at the different events. So the CES is the main show. But before CES starts, there's also other shows like the Pepcom and Showstoppers. And there's also those little booths and suites and so on. Like TCL was mobile, was in a booth, uh, sorry, in a suite over at the MGM. Very different experience, and you have different things that you want to be able to cover. So absolutely, I think to a certain point, I need to make sure at least <laughs> show the beard, let the beard guide you kind of conversation going on, but for sure. Um, Sarvan saying, mostly the rumors are that the standard OnePlus 10 will use the Dimensity 9000 Plus. That's, that's not a bad idea. That, that's not a bad, that's not a, I like that idea. I like that idea very much. I like that idea. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical on it. The only reason I say that is it's going to be kind of a competition because the Dimensity 9000 and the, and the HN1 are very close when it comes down to specifications. And technically, technically, the Dimensity 9000 supports LPDDR5X, which is faster than the LPDDR5 that the, uh, the, the HN1 supports. So there's a little bit of things going on. As far as prime cores and so on, they are based on the same ARM architecture. So they're very similar. If they do that, I think they will create an interesting approach. Uh, and I would love to be able to see it. because So the rumors are obviously, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but essentially is that OPPO is going to be using the Dimensity 9000 on their fine series. So I'm interested to see how that works on their devices. If that ends up becoming a situation where we have OPPO going Dimensity and OnePlus going HN1, since we already know it's going HN1, that's going to provide a slightly different experiences. And of course, it would kind of make sense with uh, the custom NPU uh, that uh, OPPO is putting in, essentially a an ISP and an NPU combined in one uh, configuration. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> uh, the point 100,000 on TikTok within the first two days uh, at CES and only creating sh uh, shots from content. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the next wave. Easy, small, digestible content that you can live with. And again, it's not going to be a video a thing that you put out for videos, for reviews and so on, but it's great for small, uh, small digestible. Like if you just want to know what this thing is and you want to get the gist of it, I think 60 seconds is more than enough. And I'm getting better at the content uh, structure of it uh, and setting it up correctly for uh, for us, of course. Um, 
Oh yeah, so that was the uh, the, the poet. Uh, I think uh, Rolando Saint mentioning uh, as well. Uh, Dominic says, TK, um, did Google uh, manage to fix the Pixel 6? Uh, Marquez MKPHD said that, this, uh, that he's switching back to the S21 Ultra just before the S22 gets released. Surprise, surprise. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to insinuate anything, but the reality is a couple weeks or a few, two to three weeks before the announcement of what the next version of a Samsung phone is the phone that he's switching back to. Um, you know, I, I, again, the, the, the story obviously is, is this. His situation is, is unique. His phone is not operating the way he needs it, and he's not able to use it, so he had to switch. There's a few things you could have done to try to circumvent it, maybe resetting the phone, trying to sideload the update, and so on. There's a whole bunch of things we could have done. Um, updating Pixel devices is actually not that complicated. You can actually use the web tool that Google provides during the, uh, to, through their developer site. Literally, the only thing you need to do, you don't even have to unlock the bootloader. You just have to turn on AD, um, the USB debugging for ADB commands, and it does the flashing for you. So... It's going to be one of those things that I feel like we need to kind of see how things are. Now that the update got pushed, I'm hoping that he maybe will be able to try it out again and maybe bring back, uh, you know, some some experiences uh, from what he's seeing there. But I just found it interesting that, you know, so this is the thing. We've been waiting for the update for the Android 12 uh, security patch update for over a month. If things were working the way they were, what changed and what was the solution? What was the reason for him to not be able to use it anymore? And I think that maybe would have been a little better insight as to what was going on. Oh, the Google Pixel Fold early renders uh, shows it more closer to the form factor of the size of the Oppo Find N, uh, shorter and wider, which I feel like, again, I'm not trying to bag, but I, if, I, if I had the, 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 the Fold 3, I would probably say the same. Shorter, wider, is make, it makes more sense. This looks more like a tablet, and that's the reason why the Duo 2 makes perfect sense for me, even though it's not an actual foldable, it's technically two separate displays. The Oppo Find N, having that solution is I don't have to take the phone like what we do with the Fold. You open up the phone and then you absolutely have to turn it sideways to get that experience. And here with the Find, it's just running perfectly. When you do split screen, it mimics the Duo 2's experience of two apps running on two different displays because it is the right aspect ratio. And then when you close it, the external display here runs the exact way what you expect it. It's usable, it's manageable, it's smaller, it fits in the hand, and you're able to fit that experience and it makes sense. It's small form factor in the hand, but if you want more, open it up. Now you have a full-size tablet or a smaller smaller tablet experience, but still great experience. Uh, working on the video on that one on the, on, the, on the find end, but I'm very happy to see at least early renders. There's quite a, things, quite a few things that could be going on. Um, Edabong over at, um, at Board at Work uh, pushed out a few reels as well, or I think um, it, it was reels, uh, of some concept displays coming up from Samsung at some point in 2022. So Samsung's already working on different form factors, like the rollable. I think there was one that it, the, we saw there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that trifold, a whole bunch of different things. So we'll see how things go. But if Pixel follows this rule, I think this is going to be the best solution for them. And it'll, it'll fit into the whole tablet experience that they're trying to build in the benefits that we're getting there with 12, with 12L. So that's what I'm really looking forward to see here. Dominic, uh, TK, the shorts are amazing, but YouTube doesn't uh, doesn't want to recommend them. It always uh, recommends rubbish ones in front of the front page. Yeah, it's I'm, 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 I'm competing. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to even say what I'm competing with because it's not me. I mean, yeah, it's it's you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. Shorts on, on the main page are very interesting shorts. Like Some of them make it. I think the, the only one that I found that very, very interesting was I think was when Mr. Who's the Boss was able to make it there with a short. Um, and I think MKBHT also, speaking of MKBHT, he also started his own shorts channel. Uh, and I think his first video was not a short. I think, unfortunately, he, he needs to keep it under 60 seconds. And I think it was like a minute 30. But I think it's more of just getting into that realm. I think there's a very big focus on shorts. And there's going to be a lot of push on those. So I think as we go with being creators and so on, we have to kind of diversify between the two short form content and long form content and have that ability of giving everybody what they need. And I think for events, short form shorts and reels are the absolute easiest, best thing, best thing to do. And if you have a phone like the, like the Vivo X70 Pro Plus, those will get that that will give you the experience that you want and will get you set correctly because you'll have great cameras, great hardware to process things on. And a very, very good battery life on this. It actually lasts me quite a bit with that one. Um, Greg is actually asking, okay, so TK, will you be going to MWC this year? So this is something that's interesting. I have my credentials already set for MWC and I got approved. I was surprised, but I did get approved. Um, and again, as you know, on my own, this is not part of the XDA crew and so on. This is just me covering for TK Tech Bay. Um, so the, the credential part is done. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to work with some brands and see if there's a way of getting some sponsorships to cover the expensive. As you, as you know, going to CES is expensive to, on its own, but CES I can drive to. I don't have to fly into, and if something changes, whatever, I can leave and come back. There's a little bit more flexibility. Traveling to Barcelona is a little bit, is a much more expensive endeavor. And of course, hotel, travel, and then of course, transportation, all of that adds a lot of things. So I hope to be there. I'm right now, again, this is one of the reasons why I got my credentials for that. Um, is it going to happen? Is the show going to happen? We'll have to find out. And uh, at the more I know and when I'm able to confirm things, I'll let you guys know. But at least my goal is to try to make it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a quick trip as typical with MWC, just going in, getting it done. Uh, and I know there's a few companies going to be going on there. As far as I remember, uh, TCL said that they're going to also be announcing some stuff there. So I'd love to be able to meet up with them there. Um, and it is Mobile War Congress, so we'll, you know maybe we'll have hands-on with the S22s uh, there before they're even available to, to purchase. I don't know. It's me just talking a lot of stuff. We'll see how the next few weeks play. CES was hyped up all the way until like a few weeks, a month before then, and people starting to cancel. We need to see how this whole, um, you know, the current situation kind of uh, going, and hopefully the numbers start curving down now that we're through all the holidays and all the gatherings and so on for the next few months. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes, but that's the, that's the goal, at least on, on my end. Um, jumping in. Oh, okay. Juan Carlos jumping in. Uh, I, I, I need to, okay. So um, BBK is doing really well uh, with MediaTek. The X70 Pro and on the Dimensity is really close to the X70 Pro Plus in form in most applications. And I think that's the benefit of what Dimensity and what MediaTek is doing. They're pushing the envelope. They're really giving us all the main benefits of the Dimensity chipset and the functional things that you get with Dimensity over uh, other generations of uh, MediaTek processors. So what you're typically known, you know, know for the G series, like the G9, or the G70 or G80 series, the MediaTek 1100, the Dimensity 11, 1200, and now the 9000, they're very good competitors, mid-range and flagship experiences. I just seriously, I'm trying to find when the first phone gets officially announced with the Dimensity 9000 and trying to get my hands on one of those. Because I have, I, I saw so many things and I'm excited and I realize it's not coming to the US, but from whom, whichever company goes with first, if it's Oppo, um, if it's Vivo, or if it's any other companies, like even OnePlus, if they go with the um, with the, the new Nord for 2022, if they go with the Dimensity 9000, or if they do end up going with the Dimensity 9000 with the OnePlus 10. That would be a great experience. So I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you on that one. Oh, man. Uh, I've even recently started. 
uh sebastian said i'm only uh, i'm only recently started going into youtube shorts uh it took me uh, it was basically it's distance it's very a very distance um it's close and very distant to what tiktok stands for so i'll say this uh, tiktok for me and shorts are they're the same format obviously it's the same content i can create one video and post it on three different sites and it works the same way I find that TikToks are, it's a very different approach. There is tech on TikTok and I, I don't i don't have a concern. I think it works. For me, it just hasn't been the right solution for me. I go into TikTok because I just want to find some nice, funny things, go on and watch and watch it for a couple of 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes and so on and I jump out of it. I find that reels for me work better. They're more concise. I have more more other other tech creators that I follow that I actually produce content and I'm able to follow them and obviously enjoy their content when it comes to tech in that aspect. So um, the the only thing I would probably say is work with whatever medium you work. And I think shorts on YouTube are definitely something interesting. I think, I don't know if I'm getting a lot of discoverability through shorts. Uh, I know I, there was a quite a few people that found my channel through it when I put out the videos on the OnePlus 9 and the 10 and the 10, uh, the 10 Pro basically. Um, so it does work. It's just, it's a slow and you kind of have to keep doing it. Um, some people are creating separate channels for their shorts and starting them fresh. I don't know for me if that's another solution being that I just separated uh, my uh, my Android Bay to that and creating a third channel for shorts. It just feel like it's too much places. I'm not a, for me, it makes perfect sense to keep it where it is. And again, the shorts format is going to be more closely available around more events. So like MWC, I would imagine more shorts as well. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm where I'm there with you as well. Um, So here, uh, Finn, jumping back with that, would you do you think that it would make perfect sense to have the Android Bay do shorts as well as long form? So I thought about that one, but it, the, the way I was, the original reason why I separated the Android Bay is because I wanted the algorithm to only feed off of consistent content of being long form. That's what the Android Bay is supposed to be. Shorts are the absolute opposite, opposite side of that. And I think the, the, the algorithm would be very confused to see, you know, one minute uh, video and then going to the two hour video. And that was the only two content on the channel. And it's just kind of like, how, which one do I promote? Do I keep promoting his long form? Do I perform, perform better? I, I wanted to kind of keep it in that sense. So I wanted to keep the, the, I guess the videos that typically, so most of my videos are typically, you know, 10 to 15 minutes and having a one minute video is closer to that algorithm. So when, when my followers want to watch it, it typically makes sense. Uh, so my hope is that, that that makes a little bit more sense than having the two hour long or one and a half to two hour long form factor with very, very short uh, content. Uh, but again, am I considering maybe at some point I'll separate the shorts? We'll have to see how it does. I think 2022 will be a big, um, telling experience of how that kind of works forward for us. Um, shorts real make, uh, make people scroll on their phones uh, at, at least an hour. And some people uh, will say 10 minute videos. <laughs> uh, okay, Sarfan has a massive, has an amazing point there. So yeah, if, if you're able to spend an hour watching shorts on whatever platform you're watching, TikTok, Instagram, or even YouTube, um, and then you tell, and then you tell somebody that a ten-minute video is too long. I'm like, okay, it, it maybe the subject was too long, and you're not gonna watch that part. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Ah, uh, 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 creating a whole other channel for shorts. Yeesh. 
Uh, it, I think it depends on the content. And like I said, it, for me overall, I think it, right now it just doesn't make sense for me. I think uh, the way Juan and I, are, are, well, at least the way Juan's doing it is also much better. He'd spent the right amount of time developing and and, and growing his uh, Twitch followers following there to help him kind of leverage also what we get on YouTube. And YouTube kind of gets the live stream later on, but it's more of a replay than it is a live stream. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a replay video, so it's different. And I think it's categorized differently. Um, Aditya, some <laughs> some prefer short uh, uh, some some prefer shorts over uh, over shorts guy. Always, always, always the best. Oh, man. But, yo, sorry. Um, so talking a little bit more about the S21 FE. The S21 FE right now, um, and, and I'll get back to some of the comments going on. What the S21 FE is trying to do is trying to give people some a solution. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's a solution for some people, something that people are looking for, but it is a solution from Samsung thinking about providing a, a more of a what they refer to as the fan edition. So like more of a specific experience type of a thing. Uh, to to basically at a lower price than what the S21 or the S21 Plus or the S21 Ultra is providing. But typically we get that at the end of the year. So the fan edition being more price friendly. So typically it sells for $699. But if you go to the link that I have in the description below, which I don't understand why, but Samsung and Amazon are running a promotion. The phone is still $699. But if you buy it through the, through the promotion that they're running, you get a $100 gift card for, for Amazon. So you're getting $100 bag virtually through Amazon gift, uh, gift card uh, to be able to spend on the Amazon site. Um, and that actually kind of makes the price a little bit less um, less high. I feel like $699 may not necessarily be the best situation. I feel like it'll do better at $599. Not that it's a direct competitor to the Pixel 6, but I feel like that's what I would imagine being an FE, a fan edition. This is for the fans, for the people that are diehard Samsung uh, fans. But I also feel like this device doesn't necessarily have a very long shelf life. And what I mean by this, it's an S21. It's a 2021 edition version of the phone in a fan edition. So be it as Chemi was saying that at the beginning of the live stream, you know, in another few weeks or so, we're going to be hearing the S22. I think the conversation saying S21 is going to change. Now, I do want to say that I'm not going to go back on saying it always, always makes perfect sense to buy last year's flagship at a much better price when you're trying to save some money and still want to get some of the great performance in, in whatever year you're in. So, But I actually would probably say that and say that at least with the current configuration the way this is, I would probably recommend you getting an S21 Plus closer to this price. Um, I don't know if, you, if you're comfortable buying it used or even new. Some, some outlets will probably have much better pricing on them as opposed to buying uh, something that is essentially just trying to give you the fan edition version. The form factor, sorry, form factor is nice. It is uh, more of an A-series material on the back. It's a flat display, 120 hertz, uh, fast charging at, as, you know, what we get with Samsung, 25 watt. Uh, camera setup that very similar to the S21 or actually the S20 FE that we saw. Um, again, it, it, it's going to feel something, it's going to fe uh, feed in or meet your expectations. I think with trade-ins, it may make even more sense. But I really find a hard, it's a hard case for me to go in, like, especially for somebody going to a store right now. Okay. It's 2022. We're walking in. It's like, okay, what do you have? And what are the best things? They're still stocking till the S22 comes out. They're going to still stock the S21 Ultra, the S21 and S21 Plus. The S21 FE is going to be competing with those three other guys that are still technically very much current devices with the 88 and, and, and all the performances that we get there. I don't know if it's a hard sell. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you guys some a little bit more impressions on that, but overall, I think my my impressions right now is 
Um, it's an A series a la S series. I don't know if there's a best way. If you married the A with the S, this is roughly what this is. It still runs the 888. We have a higher refresh rate. Obviously, again, it's a it's a decent device for what it stands for. I think the pricing and the time availability may be the only thing that kind of may limit the sales for it. But we'll have to see how it performs. I think, seriously, uh, A series updates as well as the S series. We'll see how they go in the next few weeks. Uh, okay, let me jump back here. Got to bounce, buddy. Thanks for the great stream. Absolutely. Thank you very much. But actually, you know, and kind of on that note, we are kind of getting closer to the uh, to the uh, that point where we do our uh, TK section, as we always do here with the show. Um, and this is actually continues to the Android, but as you guys know, so if you're familiar or if you're new to the channel, uh, there's this thing that we do typically at about almost about 20 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes before the show is over, uh, where we do with this TK section. It's a visual effect that we do in here and we start dropping these nice little um, hashtag TK sections in the comments. So while this that's going on right now, let's go ahead and come up and catch up with some of the comments. Uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon jumping in. Uh, oh, I think he's responding to Dominic. Okay, oh, here. Uh, so Sarvan's saying uh, the S twenty one FE launched um, at, at about 50,000 uh, 50, rupees in India with the Exynos twenty two hundred. So that's the uh, the Exynos market in there. We got the eight eighty eight. The iPhone twelve now selling for fifty five thousand, um, uh, and the One Plus Nine Pro is selling for sixty thousand. So as you said, the S twenty one FE um, has a very short life. It's a tough competition where. You know what I mean? Like it's you can definitely buy it because it is technically running last year's flagship, so it's it's a tough little throwback to 2021 at the beginning of 2022. It's it's and it's different. I'll say this: it's different than the Xperia 5 Mark III. The Xperia 5 Mark III has no other Xperia 5 Mark III version of it in 2021. It's the only Xperia 5 Mark III. So releasing it in in beginning of 22 still meets the expectations and the requirements for what the S20 well the Xperia 5 Mark III needs to do. The S21 is a successor. It's like the fourth in line of, of a series. So it's going to be a little bit of a, you, again, um, it's going to come down to how long companies are willing to put in and how well the trade in value is on. Because you can't technically, like I said, for 100 bucks off, for 599 it makes it a little bit better. Um, and if you are able to do a little bit of trade in into and bring it down to like $300, three to 50 with a good trade into it, it may make sense. But I would still say, you could probably pick up the S21 uh, Plus uh, and, and get something very similar. Again, being at the end almost of when the S22 comes out. So we'll have to see. Um, the overall coverage of CES, sorry, let me just bring that back here. Sarvan, thank you for that comment there. Um, Oh, yeah. So here, Sarvan saying, uh, Sebastian saying, I'd recommend the S20 Plus, uh, having used it for the for the past year and and, uh, and a year and a half. And I still think it might be worth getting it over the S21 series. I think the S21, for me, the S20 series is definitely still, uh, if, I felt like the S20 series was the peak of where upgrades were going on from Samsung, right? We kept getting upgrades, upgrade, upgrade. Every year we get more, 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 more. After the S20, we kind of started doing that dip. SD cards started to disappear. Max stripes started disappearing. More things kind of changed. So totally with you on that one, uh, Sebastian. A absolutely. Um, but with that being said, let's go ahead and start it up. We'll go ahead and do this. Uh, share screen. <laughs> the video file is null. Okay, so we're going to do this one. And let's do one, two, three. Boom. <laughs> I always love timing it. Uh, yeah, I always, always, I felt, <laughs> it felt pretty sure. Believe it or not, Chemi, it's been an hour and a half that we've been going on the show. So it, one thing that I've also tried to make in is, uh, the show for about an hour and a half, roughly about an hour and a half. And if it goes a little over, kind of capping it around the two hours as we typically do. Uh, but yes, overall, I want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody for hanging out. Uh, thank you to Greg for kicking it with us, TK Septing. 
<laughs> always, always appreciate it. Uh, kicking it with us, having everybody with us. Uh, Steve DeRoche, as always. Uh, Rolando, thank you. Appreciate it. Mi canal. Gracias, canal. Um, and of course, everybody hanging out. Uh, Dominic Wang, as always, uh, it, kicking it with us. Steve, Dominic, My Tech Reviews. I hope you're doing well, man. Rolando. Chemi, thank you very much. TKception, TKR Bay, TK Tesla Bay. Um, I'll, you know, I am finishing up my Tesla experience on this. I do want to kind of circle and bring back my one year with a Tesla review. I feel I have have I have enough information to be able to share a good review of a car like this, because uh, cars are different than than um, than smartphones. Where smartphones, you're able to kind of build up that relationship within two weeks. Driving the car requires you to do things that you typically do once in a while. And I'll say this, driving in the cold weather, coming back from Vegas, I had some interesting experience that got me a little bit worried, but I, again, would have, would have never known it had I not done a trip in that type of weather um, with a Tesla. Uh, but thank you very much, Dominic. Uh, you know, Chemi kicking it with us, Aditya, Steve, always, always, TKR, TKR tech friend. Uh, Sarvan, always, always. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I understood what you meant, Sarvan, uh, the, S the Exynos S2100, because uh, it's running last year. So, uh, I think you meant the uh, 2100, but... I, I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, and Aditya, of course, the man, the myth, the Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel. Uh, TKception, TKR Bay, TK making great content. Bay, absolute TK Sony Bay. Sony all the way, baby. Um, after that, I put that video yesterday. I seriously, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I cannot wait to get my hands on my, my own um, A7 IV. Absolutely. Uh, Finn Jacobs, as well as always, uh, Mr. Coolest Technology and Phones, always thank you for kicking it with us. Um, the show wouldn't be the same without you guys, and I do appreciate you guys spending your Saturdays with me. And I'm I'm honestly very happy to be not only back on the show, but back here in the studio. So let me just bring back the aspect ratio correctly. Uh, I, I have this nice view here that I set up with the chat so that I'm able to make sure everything is running correctly and copacetic as usual. Oh, can't forget Jimmy Fire Dragon. Thank you very much, man. Always appreciate it. Sebastian Lobos. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, hanging out with us. And Sarvan, of course, uh, the man himself, uh, TK, the TK Weekend Chill. Um, I do want to say I am very, very sorry that Hasselhoff did not grace us with his presence uh, and we did not rebrand the channel to the TK Android Baywatch, uh, but the invitation is going to be coming out and it'll always be open. So if uh, if the Hoff wants to kick it, we'll kick it with him anytime um, and, we'll, and we'll talk anything he wants to talk about. Uh, but thank you very much. Seriously, guys. Um, I can't wait to see you guys again next week. Uh, don't forget Monday morning with the SGGQA. Juan Carlos is going to have a show 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Obviously, he and I will be kicking it again on Thursday for the best of our week. And of course, looping it up and closing it up at the end of the week with the Android Bay. Take care. Stay well. Be safe and stay safe. Um, and, you know, uh, just be the best that you can and hope you guys have fun for the rest of this weekend um, and i'll see you guys very very soon of course on the interwebs all the information will be in the link description below bye bye for now and uh, yeah uh, juan I, i'm sorry man i don't know if i'm going to be able to give you that that phone back